Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Enough Liquor. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're joined by our pal and confidant, Claire, who runs the celebrated Golden Girls Fashion Corner blog and accompanying social media accounts. Um, we're so excited to have you with us, Claire. Welcome. Thanks. Celebrated. I like that. That's nice. It felt appropriate. <laughs> I celebrate it. We celebrate it. <laughs> Thank you. It is highly celebrated. So um, sure. we'll go. Well, yeah. Exactly. If so, if you are, you know, a uh, an enough wicker listener, but haven't delved further out into the Golden Girl sphere, um, you might not be familiar with Claire's site, but uh, or her scholarship. But uh, just so you know, as as by way of background, obviously, Golden Girls Fashion Corner um, is such an amazing website, and probably uh, the the other like the contender, I would say, for Golden Girls scholarship. And Claire also has written um, a scholarly article that we also have posted on enoughwicker.com in our scholarship se uh, section called Deconstructing HIV and AIDS on the Golden Girls, which I would love to uh, get into a little bit later too. But Claire, if you just want to kick it off for those who don't know you, can you just, you know, give a little introduction about yourself and, you know, kind of how you fell in love with the Golden Girls and how you ended up writing about them? Sure. So I started the blog um, a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, I think, um, just when I kind of started rewatching the series um, in syndication. I think it was either right before or was right after um, they started um, streaming it on Hulu, but I wasn't watching it on Hulu. Um, but yeah, I, I just started kind of rewatching it and just, you know, on my couch, just tweeting about episodes. And the thing that I would tweet about the most would be the fashion. And so it just got me thinking, I was like, you know, there hasn't really been very much written about the fashion on the show or even kind of the show in general at the time. Um, now there's, there's a lot more, um, a lot more that's been written about. It. And if you go back on the internet, you can find, you know, several things from, from over the years, but it just didn't seem like, um, that there was a lot of kind of writing or scholarship about the show at the time. So I started the blog and I just kind of at, at, at first, you know, started writing um, just about the fashion kind of show recaps and just like highlighting the fashion, but sort of as is my nature with other things that I work on um, as a librarian, sort of in my, in my day job and other things, um, I kind of went off on tangents <laughs> and started writing about how the show relates to other things um, and just kind of expanded from there. So. Golden Girls Librarian Thanks. is a very us niche. That's like <laughs> very for us. Yes, yeah. unfortunately I have, I have definitely used um, the library that I work at kind of to my advantage because we have a very large <laughs> collection um, of all kinds of things. So it has really, um, it, ha it has worked out in that way. <laughs> Yeah, and you do such an interesting intersection, like you were saying, I, it, it's going off on tangents, quote unquote, but not really, because you're tying in, you know, a lot that in, is involved in the fashion of how it speaks to, you know, again, like we were saying, character development, um, or how it speaks to race on the show. You know, we talked a lot, uh, you, you wrote an article about that when uh, Hulu actually pulled the Mixed Blessings episode and you were covering off on the few times that uh, the Golden Girls actually, you know, encounters race on the show. But even just, you know, what it means to be uh, these older women dressing not at the time what you'd expect your grandmother to look like. <laughs> yeah, or even today, I mean, sort of what- Yeah. Uh, what you would expect that yeah but I mean it's it is it is the show that keeps on giving like even even some of the things that y'all have written about like the the post that you had the other day about magenta I was like I never thought of that like of all like of all the things you know one of the things to think about like yeah I was like wow I could have really like done something with that but I mean y'all y'all really like did it with that one um so but I yeah. honestly I think you should take that that little screen grab we inserted there of all the times that, you know, Blanche says she hates magenta, but she wears magenta later in the episodes. <laughs> I mean, that's ripe for a whole video series, you know, yeah. all along. Yeah, that was such a great point. Um, but yeah, I mean, just really, there is just always, there's always something, um, so, there's always something more or something else I feel like that can be expanded on or learned about from that show. Um, 
yeah, things, things that you guys write about or, or um, other people and things that I see, it's just, yeah, there's just always something. <laughs> that- yeah. The, the world of Golden Girls Academia is much vaster than I think either one of us uh, really knew before we started this. And then we got into it and it was like, people covering everything from like, you know, the plot points to the fashion, obviously, to the larger effect the show had on television. And um, it's wonderful. It's, it's really interesting. It's really great to be able to read academic scholarly work about something you're interested in. And it's like a very um, accessible comparison to flashing back to being in college and having to read about something I didn't care at all about, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like I know there's that um, one of the articles that that y'all posted, and I have it on my desktop. I've kind of skimmed it, but I haven't read all the way through it. That that one article about Golden Girls and jazz, I was like, what? Like I never even like made that connection. But I mean, yeah, it's like you can really you can relate it or find some kind of connection to to so many things. Yeah, and I'd expect being a librarian also helps you keep your mind open about such learnings, right? Or just intersections of, you know, how is this 80s, you know, network sitcom (laughs) relevant to these super, super niche subjects? Um, It just seems super interesting. So how, like, let me build off of that. And just so how has being a librarian really helped you expand this blog and think of those different topics and different ways to approach, you know, just this regular old TV show? Um, mostly with the research aspects, just like as far as like digging and digging, looking for, um, looking for articles, looking for quotes, trying to figure out where um, the source for things is. Like one of the things I've, uh, I thought about a lot when I started to write the um, V. Arthur series that I'm still working on, you know, you, you, you Google these quotes and, you know, you see these websites with like quotes from different people. And I was just like, where? Are these coming from? You know, there's never any source. Nobody ever cites their sources. Mark I'm bad Twain. about it too. I know. I try to at least like link on my blog, but um, but for things like that, I'm just like, where? You know, did B. Arthur even say these things? Um, where do these come from? And mostly, where those quotes come from is is old newspaper articles and interviews that you really have to dig for. Um, so so being a librarian helps with that. Just sort of knowing how to search for things. Um, and also in um, some some other jobs that I've had as a librarian, I, I was involved with um, like digital history um, and doing metadata for those kind of objects. And I would make um, like digital timelines and things like that that sort of helped um, connect the resources to a larger story. So sort of all of the work that I have done in the background, like as a librarian is, is kind of what I do with this blog, just like how do I help um, tell those stories and make those connections. Yeah. Beyond kind of just the TV show or like, what is, what is the point? (laughs) You know, what, what is the point of fashion on the golden girls or what is, what is the context for, um, you know, this particular episode, like somebody pointed out in one of the Facebook groups who like to opine on all sorts of things about the show. I mean, if you really want to go down the rabbit holes, those are the places to go. Um, but they I were lurk talking, there. do what? I lurk. I don't participate, but I, I do watch them. ever post. Yeah, I lurk. <laughs> I'm just like, I am not the person. I don't have a spreadsheet about inconsistencies <laughs> on the show or anything like that. Um, anyway, but uh, somebody was talking about the um, brother, can you spare that jacket episode? And there was somebody, um, who was a little bit older, who watched the show, you know, at the time, um, pointed out that it was a whole thing on the channel about episodes that had, um, or the each sitcom had an episode that was dealing with poverty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like an NBC, like an NBC week, like they did with the uh, the Hurricane yeah. Week. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that is definitely something um, that is like, wow, who would you know? You would have to have been somebody. I feel like who watched it when it aired to remember that. Um, but maybe there's something I've been meaning to do some, um, some digging about that. Um, but yeah, just like those, those kind of connections. Um, yeah, are super interesting to me and in sort of figuring out, yeah, what, what, what is, what is the context of that 
episode or like the AIDS episode and those sorts of um, the more political episodes of the show. Yeah, I, that's interesting that they would do that with something so serious because I always think of that as very like sticky, like hurricane, yeah, hurricane Saturday it was called when the hurricane came and it also hit empty nests and nurses and then moonlight madness is the other one. And those two, it's like, oh, that's funny. That's cute. But it, they're all going to be about poverty. NBC. Well, and I guess they didn't, um, like I said, I've been meaning to do some more digging about that. I don't think it was a, um, it wasn't like an overarching theme like like the other ones were, but I think it was just sort of something um, something they were doing at the time. Um, <laughs> I guess whatever way you get your activism and like, you know, if that's bringing it to the attention of people in the 80s, that's, I'll applaud that. But it just, it's interesting to compare that to the Moonlight Madness <laughs> trio of episodes, for example. Well, yeah. it's, well it's yeah, it's different just because like it, that seems dictated by the network as opposed to something that naturally came from the writing staff, right? So it's it's a little different when you're like, you have to do this. It's prescribed as right. opposed right. to an organic I idea. I think that's kind of what people in the group were talking about, you know, because that episode usually makes it on people's list of ones that they hate. Um, I don't that's hate that episode. Preachy. I kind of like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't either. But I can see how it's a little heavy-handed in a way that a lot of the other quote-unquote very special episodes are not. Yeah, um, exactly. So, and that's yeah. where that person was mentioning, oh, well, I remember, you know, and I think they, they mentioned a couple of other shows that had similar um, similar things. But yeah, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I would have to do some some research on the on the date on that and see what was going on with whoever was president or whatever was was happening in the world at that time <laughs> well everybody you know go to golden girls fashion a little bit after this episode airs and we'll hold claire to it she's gonna research it <laughs> oh boy yeah <laughs> well i have been meaning to do a post about um the episodes that are like the most hated of the golden girls and sort of talk about them a little more most of them i don't i don't seem to usually hate the ones that everybody else hates well, that's a great, actually, that's a great transition. Let's talk about favorite and least favorite episodes. Do you, what, um, like what rises to the top for you and what are the ones that, um, we can talk about both. What are the ones that, you know, we all know people hate Empty Nest, but there's some other ones that I feel like often make it onto everybody's least favorite list. Um, so we can talk about those and also just what are your personal least favorites as well? Sure. I actually don't hate the Empty Nest episode. There are, there Me are, neither. there are, I don't love <laughs> it. There, there are perhaps elements that I hate about it and sort of in the vein of fashion, I love that episode for the sets. Like, I just love like their house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just oh, so, God. <laughs> yeah, so usually I think when I watch that episode, that's usually what I pay attention to. But the last time I watched it, I noticed some of the lines and like the, the ending line that it ends on. I'm just like, oh God. On our Empty Nest episode, you know, I, I definitely have, it brought to mind the fact that I don't hate any Golden Girls episodes, and I just don't consider the Empty Nest episode an episode of the Golden Girls. Yeah. I don't, I don't actually hate it necessarily, but I, it, it's definitely my most disliked, as, as is classic. Yeah, that end line does really make it tough to you know, lend any support to it, because I, I don't hate it at all. Similarly, I don't consider it to be like, you know, a a Golden Girls episode, I guess, when I'm thinking of, you know, when I'm recalling them, but yeah, that last line, and, and we talked, you know, Matt talks a lot about this in the episode, but Rita Moreno, it was just such a, an injustice for her, that that's what she, you know, like that, that was the role they picked for her, like, she's a goddess, and she was playing this, like, meek character that we never see again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely strange, and I also think it is strange. I mean, I guess that's usually how they do backdoor pilots on shows that are popular, but I do think it's interesting that they used Golden Girls for a backdoor pilot. It just seems to me like it was, I don't know, just kind of unnecessary, but yeah, like I don't, I don't hate that episode. I mean, I don't love it. Um, it's definitely not a favorite. I, I think there are worse episodes of the Golden Girls. I, you know, Mr. Like Terrific what? for me is, a, is, the fashion there's some fun fashion in that episode but that episode as a whole is just what and, <laughs> um and of course Blanche's little girl that episode oh. is um yeah yeah um indeed that's a big three 
Yeah, those are the big three for sure. I'm trying to think um, <laughs> maybe what are some others? Um, oh gosh, you caught me a little off guard. I'd have to go. No, that's okay. I'm so, we should have given you some time to prep. Actually, whenever anyone asks me this question too, I, I am like, uh, I don't have, I like forget all of the Golden Girls knowledge that I have. Um, how, how would both of you approach like the definition of what, like how you're defining worst episode? Because for me, I think it's the ones that, that I remember categorizing as, as worst only because when I was younger, they were like painful to watch because of horrible people on them mm -hmm. or, or a scenario I didn't want to encounter. Right. And like, so when I was younger, if you asked me this question, it wouldn't be the quality of the show, but I definitely would have said, you know, um, like, I, I hate watching Martha say that she wants to kill herself, but it, it has nothing to do with the writing of that particular episode. It's just that it was painful for me to watch. Whereas I think Blanche's little girl now, it's horrible to her daughter. Yeah, I feel like even then though, I mean, I know like some of the things that are, some of the jokes on the show, um, you know, we, we wouldn't necessarily make today. Um, but I feel like, man, even when that episode aired, I mean, that was just bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, really? I mean, and it's just, and, uh, you think about, um, I think it's B. Arthur that talked about a couple of times in a couple of interviews, um, how she, or maybe it was, maybe it was Estelle Getty, how she didn't like, I think it was Estelle Getty, um, that she didn't like making certain jokes, um, you know, at the expense of other people. And I'm just yeah. like, no yeah one, that I mean, one was there the not blanche, a table read for this <laughs> nobody i mean ew. the blanche's <laughs> little girl one is especially tough because there's no redemption like wh where normally you know we would expect to see the girls kind of rise above whatever the you know like the lowest common denominator is and in that one it's just unfortunate because blanche is really pushing this like body shaming yeah. terrible terrible narrative so I think that that's also part of it but similarly to Sarah what you were saying I still think the ones that I identify with not liking are the sad like the heavy ones I I really love um Jenny Lewis storyline with um you know the bear but oh, yeah. that one's really tough the Alvin you know the um that one's like a, a tough episode for me to watch and I recently on Twitter was seeing some other people saying that that's one of their least favorite episodes just because it's so sad which I, I understand yeah yeah it makes the list yeah. for a lot of people as as does the one with Sophia and her, her her friend um and the assisted suicide kind of thing um which is probably not one of my favorite favorites um either I forget what the what the B storyline is on that one or if that is the B storyline I don't I don't remember but yeah that one's that one's not one of my favorite either although it's interesting that you mentioned um about Blanche's little girl about there's there's no redemption in that episode but for me like part of as part of like Blanche's larger story there kind of later is redemption um with right. her yeah with her and Becky that's something I think about a lot and sort of something I'm I've been meaning to write about too. So, so there's no redemption in that episode, but there sort of is a little bit later as part of kind of Blanche's larger, larger story, story arc with her relationships with her family and um, Becky in general. But so, yeah. so building off of that, it's interesting because before you were saying, you know, about the Facebook group, you're like, I don't have a spreadsheet of the inconsistencies and all of that. And that's obviously like such a joke in the Golden Girls fandom of how, you know, it's just a show like, it's okay. You want to make this guy Arnie and then make him Miles? No problem. You want to have a totally different Kate and a totally different Dennis? No problem. You know, I mean, it's just like, you want to have the same little old lady play four different roles in the greater Miami area? No problem. And it, it, it doesn't matter. But at the same time, these characters are so powerful. And part of the reason we relate to the show is we can say things like that. So Blanche, that's so Dorothy. Rose learns this. Sophia doesn't learn that. You know, those types of things. So how do you make those connections? And maybe, you know, that's that's part of just another uh, discovery as to moving through. Like, if you have an episode where there's no redemption in and of itself, but then that actually helps aid Blanche like further down the line in another episode. Like, how do you, how do you sort of, parse that in the golden girl sphere in in your mind um i think some of it is again just like going back to the 
to the research and just like thinking thinking about the characters um, and about the storylines. Um, a lot of the time though, I think um, for me and sort of kind of what I have figured out um, as part of the process or just researching is that fashion for me is really what ties everything together um, a lot of the time, either specifically in certain episodes, you know, such as like when Blanche and Dorothy are picking out the same dress, you know, that, that, that episode has a fashion focus. And there are several, several others that do. And then there are other ones where fashion isn't the focus, but it's kind of tying things together. Like when I wrote about um, Dorothy's new friend and how sort of we see how um, they use fashion in that episode to sort of highlight, um, you know, the differences and the tension in the episode. So, and also that's kind of how I remember sort of those things a lot of times. Um, like, I think there are episodes like Blanche's Little Girl that <laughs> keep harping on that episode um, that stick out for those reasons for the writing or for, um, you know, various other reasons. But a lot of times, like I will remember um, the fashion from an episode either, I guess, just because that's what I'm focused on or I'm just a visual person. Um, so for me, that's what I remember. Um, and it just, yeah, it's like that, that is what ties everything together for me. And I think about, um, I think, I think about a lot how they just had, you know, so many, there was just so much fashion on the show. Um, and I think on other sitcoms, certainly they wear different outfits in different episodes or throughout the series, but I don't think they're as distinctive. And I just really feel like, um, Judy Evans Steele and the other art directors on the show were doing it on purpose a lot of the time. And I wish there was more, I've tried to find more kind of information about that, but there's not too much out there. It's like, I think kind of what's in Jim Colucci's book is kind of it. Like she didn't really give any interviews um, at the time, or I don't think, um, you know, maybe today, I think there's a lot with social media and things like that um, sort of media outlets maybe are more willing to talk to the designers and things like that. But back then, not not so much. Um, yeah, but it's just, it. the fashion for me is just what ties everything together and sort of how I make, um, how I make those connections a lot of the time. That's, um, that's so interesting because actually one of those sort of overarching things that I wrote down when we uh, decided, you know, when we arranged to have you on was fashion and style as a tool for storytelling. And um, that's something that I'm not super familiar with. I actually feel like your blog, Golden Girls Fashion Corner, once again, is the sort of pinnacle of that type of um, coverage because you write a lot about that. And it's, uh, you know, to be honest, I'm not super searching that out for other shows, but when I've looked for that, in the Golden Girls, yeah, there's like a little bit in the Jim Colucci book for sure, but I mm -hmm. feel like your blog really um, illustrates that as a concept and that it's so, you know, there were two pieces of fashion on the show that I wanted to bring up as sort of um, iconic pieces and see also if you had any other ones that stick out to you. And the first, I think, is probably um, the most iconic piece of fashion on the show, which is Sophia's purse. Um, yes. You know, we named our blog after it. It's it's an it's certainly a, a very very famous piece. Um, and then the second one, which I think is a little bit more sort of a, of a deep cut, is Rose's airplane sweater, yeah. which is so. And that particular piece <laughs> I want to talk about because like it works so well for Rose. Like that is you know how I picture her, and I wanted to sort of see you know what what your response to that is and and why you think those two pieces and any other thing that you can think of attach themselves so naturally to these characters? Sure. I think with Sophia's purse, it is just such a unique piece um, with kind of when I wrote about it, just sort of how she found it and just the information that I was kind of able to find just sort of assuming, you know, oh, hey, it looks like this purse. Oh, she could have she could have found it at this store. Um, it's not, it, yeah, I mean, it's like there's, it's it's just so unique. And so it really stands out, especially because she carries it all the time. <laughs> Everywhere. And, um, 
but also because I think it's one of those things that helps connect people to Sophia and to the show in general, because they remember their mother or their grandmother carrying a purse like that always and always having something in it, you know, whatever it was, you know, a piece of candy, a, mint, aspirin, a rain a bonnet, <laughs> a rain bonnet. Yeah. You know, whatever it was that you needed was in that purse. Um, yeah. So that is definitely a piece of fashion on the show that it's unique, but it's also universal in a way because it just helps people connect to the show. And when you see it, I mean, even people who, um, are not the biggest fans of the show or haven't watched a lot of the show. They see that person, they know, oh, that's from the Golden Girls. Even if they don't know the character's name, like it is just instantly recognizable as what it is and where it's from. Now, the airplane sweater, I think is super interesting. A friend of mine on Twitter are always, um, you know, going back and forth, like when we see it. I do actually have, I don't think I've published it, but I have it in a draft somewhere, a list of the episodes when she wears it. Love it. It's like seven or so. Yeah, I've, I've been planning a post on this sweater. I just never have gotten to it. Because <laughs> the thing is, there's no information on it. I don't like, mm -hmm. I don't know why she, I mean, it must have been something, I guess, that Betty White really liked. Because in terms of Rose and her fashion, Rose is pretty consistent, like with what she wears. She has her dresses that are, you know, usually belted at the waist. They're, they're kind of based on that kind of 50s, um, uh, you know, button down shirt based dress. And then she has her sweaters. <laughs> and that's what it is. And uh, then she's, she does like the pop collar through the sweater yes. often. Yes. Yes. In Miami. Like, to me, no, right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's layer. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but to me, that's like, she gets that extra little bit of edge when she's got like the collar popping out and like the heels clicking behind yes. her. And it's exactly. great. Yeah. Yeah. But those are pretty much, those are kind of, you know, aside from, um, you know, some other instances of like a, you know, a gown, a gown here, you know, a, you know, a pantsuit there or something like that. You know, most, most of the time it's those dresses or those sweaters, but the airplane sweater, yeah, it's like she wears it several times. I think it's at least five or six times, I think, that I have it on my, on my list. Um, yeah, I mean, and it just must have been something that something that that Betty White liked I guess I don't know if it was her personal sweater or what I mean but it doesn't you know it's just it's kind of a funny design like it's like a postcard you know with a with the airplane I guess I I guess you could connect it kind of to the opening theme of the show um I never thought about that before but but yeah, yeah it's a it's definitely a fun um a fun sweatshirt yeah but there's there's I I can't find any information on it um oh, or man. anything like that yeah it's yeah it's, I, I'd it's like great. to imagine that that someone she knew you know knitted it or made it or something you know I mean but it fits so perfectly I never even thought of, of the connection to the opening sequence too that's really interesting yeah yeah but I bet I bet you're right that like somebody somebody must have given it to her um or something it must have had some kind of meaning because I know Betty White has talked about a couple of things. Wasn't there like a piece of jewelry or something that she always wore? Um, I'm just seeming to remember a couple of times where she's mentioned in interviews about like a few things, things yeah, that were given to her um, or somebody who was it? Somebody, maybe it was somebody she gave something to somebody. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, but I feel like it must've had like some sentimental, meaning for her but it's just so interesting like I just wonder what you know did she did she pull it out when she didn't <laughs> want to wear anything else and she was like oh I'll put on this sweatshirt I don't know was it, it like a was it like a calling card thing you know like Carol Burnett <laughs> pulling on her ear when she wore that sweatshirt was she like oh maybe you know, sending out some good vibes to somebody when she wore it on an episode. A secret I don't message. <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it must be something but I don't I don't know <laughs> or, I mean, Betty White's just such a great actress and connected to the characters. Maybe she was just like, this fucking sweater is like yeah. so rose. We have to use it again and again, you know? Yeah, exactly. That that very well could be. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe the only way for us to get like more information is for me to write this post and then somebody will, maybe Betty White herself will contact me and she'll tell us the story. Um, That's yeah, what we're hoping know. for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a great sweatshirt. And I think it's interesting too, actually, sweatshirts are popular again. 
everybody's wearing sweatshirts with no hood that's all the rage oh yeah there's there there's some company that keeps advertising to me on on, on facebook it's like a um, you know, like a resale company, you can get like five t-shirts or something. And like one of the things they sell is like a bundle of like five grandma sweatshirts. So the like- They're called grandma sweatshirts? I thought it was like normcore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, they use some terminology like that. Yeah, but they're like those type of sweatshirts, you know, that we used to make fun of, you know, they have bears on them or what, you know, like 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 Rose's teddy bear sweatshirt. There you go. Yep. There um, you go. Exactly. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of like that, it, yeah, just like everything <laughs> comes back again. Like I could totally see one of the kids on my college campus wearing the airplane sweatshirt. I Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like Sophia's purse was back in fashion a few years ago too. Oh, <laughs> her, her purse like is per- perennially always in fashion. Every summer um, when the beach <laughs> stuff comes out, there are wicker purses or um, straw bags. Yeah, that... Is. The mask, I see a lot of people now with chains on their mask. And that yes. also is like an immediate recall to me to Sophia Petrillo. And I'm like, I hope you know where that came from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope Good you grandma. I hope you know why you're wearing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, yeah, that's a great one too. <laughs> what were you going to say though, so, Sarah? You had two other. I was going to say, so we, you know, we talked about an iconic piece for Sophia, talked about an iconic piece for Rose. So for me and Lauren, you know, hop in here if you have other ideas, but for me, the most iconic thing for Dorothy is the green tuxedo, you know, sort of crush velvet. dress up, dress, crush velvet dress up uh, outfit. I feel like the little bow tie just pops into my mind. And for Blanche, it's actually, um, I just, I, I don't, ever pay attention to the fashion this closely I'm sure not as you do but for the first season especially and continuing on there's a specific pair of earrings that's just like these bigger sort of plastic earrings that keep making their way back and forth from Blanche mostly but they they end up on Lucy they end up I think on Dorothy once and on Rose all spray painted different colors but they're the exact same set of earrings Um, so those are the two things that that pop to mind for the other two for me. I don't know if I have noticed those earrings, but there's definitely like you're not talking about the round earring, are you? Like the that's what, I'm talking about the round one. I know specifically that Lucy wears them in the episode. You know, Lucy Blanche's niece with uh, Ed and Miami Vice. She wears them in that episode, and in the one before, the one after, Blanche also wears them, but they're a different color. <laughs> and yeah. I think they're like they're like a a big, almost plastic looking, they're like chunky, kind of thick hoop. Yeah. yeah. The ones I'm thinking of have a plastic ring that are that are hanging from another piece. Yeah, and several. That's exactly several what we're talking about. I think Jean wears them um, in the in the in that. Yes, episode. she does. She does. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, they make an appearance five or six again, the same as the airplane sweater times on the show. Um, yeah, I have I have noticed that too. Those are those are great earrings, um, and sometimes um, you know in some of my posts. Um, like I do notice, you know, there are some some outfits that have been repeated um, sometimes in quick succession like that with the earrings or sometimes like I'm like, oh, you know, Rose wore this dress back in, you know, whatever season on this episode. Um, yeah, yeah. So definitely those earrings. Um, what were you saying for Blanche? Was it the earrings or? No, Blanche was the earrings just because I feel like they most often ended oh, up right. on her. Um, And they work with her, you know, again, clicky heels and like kind of flowy pantsuit type of blouse situation. But uh, no, for Dorothy, it's that sort of like mint cream tuxedo uh, dress up, you know, outfit. I think, I think she wears it when she goes up with Jeffrey, the Commodore. I could be wrong on that. I think, or there's, or is it, is it a similar one? Because I was trying to remember in one of the first post that I wrote she either it's 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 either that one it's either the dancing in the dark episode or another one or or she wears something similar a crushed velvet something or other in that episode and it always reminds me of like the yip yips from Sesame Street like I'm pretty sure it's made out of that exact material like I know it's crushed velvet and that the style of the dress you know like I I love Dorothy I I, I don't like to um, talk down about her fashion most of the, most of the time, like like most people do. But there are definitely that is one of the moments that for me is not one of the best moments. Um, yeah, but they I mean all the girls wore something that 
with maybe the exception of Sophia. Sophia is usually tends to be cons pretty consistent like Rose. Um, but yeah, but they all wore a few things that were not, not, not the best. <laughs> so a very we all diplomatic do. way of phrasing it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love to point out when it seems like the, um, the art team or the style team was like experimenting with something and sometimes it goes really well but there's a couple like Sophia will randomly be wearing a baseball hat in some episodes and it never you know like for like a minute they try it and then you can tell they were like mm, no <laughs> yeah maybe not yeah <laughs> yeah or like sometimes I forget I was watching an episode the other day and I noticed something that Sophia was wearing and I was like oh that's different I never noticed that that's kind of not her usual um, you know, usual cardigan or usual type of dress, but I don't remember, um, but I don't remember what it was. And I think e also with Sophia, I also think about, I feel like Sophia was the one that they were most willing to use like costumes for. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the pirate. <laughs> the pirate costume, the, um, this is maybe less of a costume, but when she was, um, when she was running the race and she's wearing like the, the athletic. <laughs> Yeah, so and she's cute. got the number on her purse. Um, I mean, that's not a costume like the pirate outfit, but um, still yeah, deviation I mean, that, from the norm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which you know, again, it's like it kind of fits with her with her character and her place in the show. Yeah, um, and it's but, such an easy way to get a laugh. I feel like anytime yeah. she's dressed as like a pirate of Penzan or like in the athletic costume, or even um, you know, like she has all those those jobs when she's wearing uh, Pecos Pete's chow wagon she's wearing the the cowboy hat like the that's cowboy outfit right automatically funny <laughs> yeah or even something like you know just like the really dark sunglasses you know <laughs> Roy Orbison like it just yeah things like that um just work on her yeah <laughs> so what so other than experimenting you know with seeing how Sophia can can hold her own with a baseball cap and other things how and I know you cover this on the blog, but just, you know, for the benefit of listeners too, like what, what deliberate statements are, is the show making with fashion? And that could be for the characters, or that could just be like, I alluded to earlier, of just like older women getting dressed up is a thing <laughs> and should be a thing. Um, so we, you know, like what, what statements come to mind or what ways do they use fashion to like make a point? Yeah, I think, I think probably the, the biggest, most obvious point is like you mentioned, um, it's just a way to show that the women on the show were modern women. They were, you know, still living their lives, you know, life wasn't, wasn't over for them. Um, yeah, so it was just a way to kind of easily show, um, easily show those, those aspects and to help make, um, to help make that point. Um, even, I mean, you could even say, you know, maybe some, some of the things they wear, you know, like they still, well, I don't know. I mean, Blanche has all her, all her robes that, that don't fall into the typical things that you see people wear, um, women, especially for nightwear on TV shows. I think even today, sometimes somebody will show up in a scene, you know, laying in the bed with their husband and they're wearing this like, you know, long sleeve prairie nightgown, you know, who sleeps in that? I guess somebody does. Rose, you know, in her plaid. Um. The flannel nightgown, <laughs> again, in Miami. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I think it was just, um, yeah, it was a way to show that the that these women were, um, were living their lives in, um, you know, yeah, that they were, they were just living their lives. They hadn't, um, despite everything, you know, that had happened to them in the past, you know, they weren't, they weren't giving up. They were still out there working, dating, um, all of those kinds of things. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think that's the most obvious one. And then, then there's kind of the other one that I mentioned when it has, um, when it's been, when it is used in certain episodes like Dorothy's New Friend to highlight, um, just to highlight those aspects, or sometimes like even, even to go back to the jacket um, and brother, can you spare that jacket? It was, they would use fashion elements like that to insert as part of the story as, as you know, the, the jacket in that episode is a plot point. Sophia's purse a lot of the time is a plot point. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's, it, it's just, and I think for me, it was, like I said, when I started rewatching the show and just noticing, um, 
just noticing those fashion moments in the show that just really stood out to me. Like, I think, I can't really think, I mean, I mean, I can, you know, obviously shows of the time, you know, like there's dynasty, things like that. Um, but even then, I mean, I think fashion on those shows was, it wasn't necessarily as much of a plot point. And I mean, even you think about taking it to something more modern people, you know, a lot of times like to make the sex in the city comparison. Um, but even then the fashion on that show is not usually a plot point. I can think of a couple of episodes offhand, you know, like maybe where, um, maybe the wedding dress where she's trying on all those different wedding dresses for the photo shoot. Um, but it was sort of, um, people would notice the things that Sarah Jessica Parker wore on the show, but as fashion, not necessarily as making a point as, as Carrie. So right. I think on the Golden Girls, it just, yeah, it's just really interesting to me the way a lot of those, a lot of times it is used on the show, like you say, you know, like with Blanche wearing magenta, even though she says she doesn't like it, she wears that color a lot. Obviously, again, with Blanche, red, you know, red is really her signature color that, that she wears quite often, you know, her, her wedding dress, obviously, her funeral outfit, <laughs> uh, her funeral outfit, um, her outfit on, you know, Journey to the Center of Attention, um, the outfit that she wears on, um, that, that shirt that she wears on Grab That Dough. Um, yeah, so, and obviously, I think, you know, red, if you know Blanche, it's sort of obvious. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but I just think that it, um, on the Golden Girls, fashion just seems to me to be something, um, something that is used more obviously. I think they could have, I think certainly the show would be as, as good a lot of the times without the fashion. Um, you know, if they had just been wearing things that, you know, were a little more basic or, or, or not so eye-catching. Um, but again, I think the um, costume designers and the art direction, they, they, they made that a part of the show so that it would help, it would help them stand out as, as characters and as just women in general at the time. Yeah. And what you were saying really resonated with, um, a theme that comes up in a lot of the like the discussions just between Sarah and me and with guests and and a lot of piece you know academic um literature about the golden girls which is that at the core one of the messages of the show is that older women are full people with full lives and and I think the way you dress yourself and the fashion that you choose is one of the most basic levels of self-expression and so to have the women each be able to do it in their own way. And even when it's not as extravagant or, you know, like whatever, it just, it's another piece of that overarching message. And the thing that I think actually makes the show so progressive that older women live lives and they choose their outfits and they choose their outfits with mm -hmm. intent. And that, all of it, you know, like I think that Sex and the City has that too, but that's maybe a little bit more sort of understood about women in their 30s in New York City than it is about women, senior citizen women in, in Miami or wherever. So um, yeah, I think that that's a really interesting point and just sort of one of the big, big reasons that the Golden Girls holds up. Yeah, well, and it's, I mean, the, the point that you made too about um, women choosing their own outfits and choosing them with intent is a great point too, because not only does it make each of the Golden Girls stand out as individuals, um, but it makes me think of sort of the time between the Golden Girls and something like Sex and the City and sort of the rise of, I think of all of kind of the, the makeover shows that have come and gone, um, sort of like What Not to Wear, that's a show that I grew up on. I used to watch that show all the time with my mom. And sometimes now I have watched the reruns with my husband and there are definitely, um, there's some cringy moments yeah, on that, yeah, on that show. Um, but it is shows like that, that, um, that sort of helped, m helped move that well, or helped, helped make that point that, you know, you can, you can dress for yourself. You can make these choices, um, you know, you don't have to um, 
look like everybody else, or you don't have to feel like you can, can't wear something um, because you're a certain age, which goes back to all kinds of outfits that I could think of on the Golden Girls, especially with, with Blanche. I mean, she's always beyond even the red. I mean, she's always wearing something like one of, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite outfits that she wears is that tight little black dress with the little bows down the front. Yeah. Yes. I that is super that sexy. Dress. Yes. It's tight. Like it's, I mean, it is, I mean, she wears a lot of things that are, you know, even on like journey to the center of attention, that red outfit. I mean, you can, you know, you can, she's got some legs, you can see everything. Um, or even there's another dress that I tweeted about one time she wears one time. It's like a floral, um, some kind of floral print, um, like pink, I think, or something. Um, but again, it's, 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 it's really tight. You know, it's, it's, I mean, not really, really tight, but I mean, it's, 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 it's form fitting. It's like, you know, today what we would call, you know, a bodycon type of dress. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, maybe even then some of the things that she wore, people would be saying, you know, I mean, when they made, you know, comments on the show, that was, that was part of, you know, kind of the back and forth between her and Dorothy um, a lot of the time. Like yeah, the night host is so at Dennis. Dennis. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, or Sophia, it's like my cab driver would fall in love. Exactly. Night hostess yeah. at Denny's. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sophia too. She makes a lot of comments about, um, yeah, different different things that Blanche is wearing or you know showing. Um, yeah, but so, but I think today it is more accepted, or it has become more accepted that, um, you know, you don't have to dress a certain way just because you're a certain age or not. So. And I think, yeah, I would, I would agree that even then, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that kind of makes the show um, so progressive is that they didn't dress them, you know, certainly not with Blanche, they did not dress them um, to hide anything. And again, like to go back to the costumes, you know, there's, there's a couple of times where, um, you know, like Rose and Rose and Blanche in the cat's costumes, um, or in their sort of like, you know, dance rehearsal outfits, like they are not or the you know, nuns. Yeah, but I mean, they, oh yeah, the nuns, yeah, 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 but I just think specifically of, um, of just the outfits where, where you sort of see, you're see seeing more, see more of their body. I mean, they are out there, you know, dancing, practicing in plays, rehearsing, you know, doing- Legs for doing, sure, legs out yeah, all the time. Legs for days, doing, you know, <laughs> I can't dance like that. Um, yeah, so even, even then, I mean, that, that, the, the fashion on the show is just one one of one of the things that makes it so progressive then and and even even still now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Actually, that's a good transition to to um, the next thing we want to talk about is sort of the connection of fashion and activism. And you wrote about this, which and I, I think we specifically want to ask about the the piece that you wrote. But generally, you know, the girls are each kind of known for being activists in their own right for, for different causes. And so there's a big intersection, particularly of HIV AIDS charities and, and activist work and fashion. And, and I think largely that's because of, you know, like the entrenchment with queer culture and, and gay men in particular. Um, but I just wanted to bring up sort of, you know, how fashion intersects with activism and, and ask you about that and um, particularly how it relates to each of the girls, but overall, you know, what are, what are your thoughts about that particular piece, that particular interaction? Sure. Yeah. I think that's, that is definitely um, a big one too. I think for me, it has been more of kind of more of a jumping off point to like exploring those, um, those concepts, because I don't think fashion was really, it wasn't really used as activism on the show. Um, but yeah, it has been it has been a jumping off point to um, explore that because I think even when I wrote about seventy two hours, for me that's not there are fashion moments in that show, but it's not um, it's not as connected to the activism and and I guess now that I think about it, I can think of some of those other shows for me on maybe like the more political or activism focused shows. Maybe the fashion is more. Um, a little more toned down and in other episodes it's kind of used more to make to make another type of point um yeah so so that is true too and I think um 
you sent me a question about the episode um, that I have written about um, where they have the minks in the garage. Yeah. And that is such a, um, a, a lot of people bring that up as sort of a weird, it is a weird plot point. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and I think it was, I think I did come across an interview with B. Arthur where she, she did make a comment on that later um, when she did get more into animal rights activism. She wasn't, not so much at, at the time when she was on the show, she was kind of just getting into it, but she wasn't as much known for it um, as she was later on. And I think she did make a comment that she wasn't particularly fond of that, um, of that episode um, or of that moment in that she episode. And, she and Betty White. For yeah, sure. Betty, right, of course. They were yeah. like, we're not doing this again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, it doesn't really make sense. And it's also, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and of course, Betty White, um, you know, long time, has, has long been known for, um, for maybe not, I mean, activism for sure. I think she, you know, she has donated to, and she's a, a patron or something of a, of a zoo or something like that. Um, but I think, you know, she is more known for her sort of love in general um, for animals, which, I mean, it's, you know, that goes a long way to promote um, adopt, a, animal adoption and spaying and neutering and things like that. Um, yeah, but I think, I guess just for me, the fashion has been, because like I said, when I started the blog, I was in, I was intending on sort of just writing about the fashion. I was going to have just the recap posts and just, um, just comment on the fashion, but then it became a whole jumping off point. Um, and now I just sort of, um, at first I kind of, you know, I was like, well, maybe I should you know, relate this to fashion and somehow, but then I was just like, well, you know, this is my blog. I can do what I want. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not worrying about, you know, trying to fit this into, you know, into, into something else, into some publication or, or um, something else really. Um, yeah. So then, so then I just started writing about those things. And then I, I kind of tried to connect them on my blog, like with my post today and, and some, some of the other posts in that kind of fashion and the broad sense to show that, um, you know, fashion, yes, it's clothes, but there are also fashions, you know, of, of the time, the ways that we speak or the things that we're um, interested in, or just, you know, what are sort of, um, sort of, you know, like the causes of the day, like with 72 hours, you know, AIDS was a big thing. Like I, I remember, I think I wrote about some in either on the blog or as part of the, um, as part of the post for um, the other website. Um, like, I, I remember that, like, I remember Ryan White. I remember um, the AIDS quilt. I remember, I'm old enough to, to remember that those things were, were like a much bigger deal than they are now. Um, yeah, so that is just, um, yeah, just another way that fashion is just, fashion is kind of more, more than clothes. It's sort of the, the, the lives we live, the things that we're, experiencing every day. I love it. For for just the benefits of speaking of like fashion connecting to social issues, I actually wanted to go back and have you just explain briefly when you're talking about Dorothy's new friend episode and like how fashion is used from like the characters against each other. I especially just, I mean, speaking of issues of the day that keep coming back, anti-Semitism. Um, <laughs> Can you just explain a little bit about, you know, that article and just like how fashion functions in that episode specifically? Sure. I wanted to write about that um, episode for a while when I started the blog and then I finally did. And once I was going back and rewatching it, I noticed that there were um, some fashion moments that like that stuck out to me. Like I always remember the things that like Barbara Thorndike wears on the episode. You know, she has that blue, is it blue, I think, blue blouse with the yellow bow. It's it's kind of clown-like yeah. to me because she's a clown. I can and picture she it. Has, she has the brooch or, you know, that she tells the story about. Um, yeah, so those things started kind of standing out to me as, and, I, and I'm sure that they didn't, they probably didn't dress her in that in that blouse and that bow to look like a clown. I, I don't think it was on purpose, but it definitely serves kind of the story and the scene. Um, so those things just started kind of sticking out to me um, and just as, as, as ways of emphasizing that. And then the dress she wears at the end, that, that brown kind of evening gown 
which just kind of like brings it all home as like the type of person that she is at the end of the episode. Um, yeah, and so I think that that is just, to me, like a more obvious example. I don't, you know, maybe maybe for some people it's a bit of a stretch, but I tried to, um, to me, just the the fashion on that episode kind of stood out as a way that it was very distinct for Barbara Thorndike and for Dorothy and just the ways that it kind of emphasized um, emphasized the tension and the drama that was going on in that episode. And there's, you know, there's kind of another costume moment with the horses behind um, where, you know, Rose wants her to, to go to the, you know, to dress up as the horse with her in the, um, for the, the, the charity ball or whatever it is. Um, you know, and then, you know, she has a line at the end where she's like, you know, I'll, I'll gladly be the horses behind or whatever it is. I mean, I literally think that that entire B story was inserted for that line alone. That's my yes. theory because <laughs> it's so good and it's such a great callback. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And in my mind, they're like, all right, we got to get a horse costume. <laughs> yeah, we have to have something. Um, yeah, well, so Murray Gutman's talks is like the ruse slash metaphor which is such a beautiful language um, for the reason that they can't go to the Mortimer club. Right. And then Dorothy's like, Oh, we can maybe get him to turn it inside out. But obviously yes. the, the reveal is that Barbara Thorndike is just the worst person. <laughs> yeah. Which somehow, which somehow, you know, Dorothy has still not figured out by that point. Um, yeah. And so then there, there, there is his tux to, you know, sort of make that segue to the kitchen for her to finally say, you know, we, we can't go to the club because he's Jewish. Um, yeah, so yeah, that 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 is a great example of of fashion on the show being like directly used to make a point. Yeah. So Claire, what are some upcoming projects that you are working on? I mean, you were alluded to a lot of them. You, you brainstormed a lot of new ideas for you to research oh, on this call. But is there anything so that, you know, yeah, you'd like to share? Yeah, I have a lot of ideas. I'm sort of a person, I always have ideas, but it takes me a while. Like it, like the 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 post that I put up today, the uh, Ruby, Paula, Winifred, and Rosalind, the Black women of the Golden Girls, um, is one that I had the idea for last year. And I wanted to put it up for um, Black History Month. Obviously, I could put it up any time and it would... Um, it would still be relevant. Um, I could have put it up um, after the um, the whole controversy with the mixed blessings episode, um, but I just didn't get around to it until sort of this month. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna post it this week. Uh, I'm gonna do it. Um, another post that I'm working on that I was actually going to have ready before this one um, is specifically about um, the gowns worn on the Golden Girls in different episodes. It's probably the post I'll have up next because I have it. Um, I have it outlined. I have the photos. I have. Um, and is this for is this for gowns like at, at charity balls and public functions, or is this just a gown at for any possible event? Um, it is usually I tried to focus on the the gowns for like the charity events or dinner parties. Um, but it kind of I think I didn't have enough for for Rose, and then I found something that she wore. I think it was on the artist episode. She wears a sort of teal kind of lace um <laughs> lace gown um yeah but I mean but mostly it tends to be for yeah for charity functions or things like that of course you know Dorothy and Blanche's infamous you know same dress um the incident who do you think it looks yes, makes it in there but then that also I realized I was like oh Sophia she has that gold in that in the end of that episode, she has that gold skirt with the black top. Well, yeah. that's the same thing that she, that's the same skirt that she wears in Dorothy's New Friend. Just in Dorothy's New Friend, she wears it with, right. with like a gold top and a little cardigan. Um, so yeah, so I was like, wait, that looks so familiar. Um, and I think I do, I think I include that, um, those, those gowns at the end of that episode in that post too. Um, yeah, so it's, so it's focusing on that. Um, I'm always meaning to sort of the actual like scholarly thing that I would love to write um, is about Blanche. Like I would love to explore um, explore how I mentioned her sort of kind of larger story arc that gets overshadowed by her 
people, you know, she's man crazy, things like that, which obviously is true, but she has a much larger, to me, she is the most interesting character on the show um, as far as development of those kinds of things. I feel like she was, she, her character was used for, um, she just has more of a story arc than the other characters do, in my opinion. Um, so I would love to write about that. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it yet, but you all kind of made me think about too, like I could, um, I sort of got another idea. I was like, well, it would be obviously much easier to just write something that is more based on fashion, like all of the things we have talked about today, <laughs> that would be much easier. Um, of course, I had, uh, I had the goal, I would love to finish my All About B series this year. It's only February, but I don't see that happening. Um, <laughs> Big prediction. <laughs> well, those there's a lot to take, say about B. Yeah, there, there, there is, and those those posts take a long time to write because um, I think I have them all outlined. I think there's supposed to be six of them, um, but yeah, those 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 take a long time to write just because they involve a lot of research. Um, like I mentioned earlier, it's a it's a lot of kind of um, a lot of newspaper research a lot of the times. Um, and just just putting those together because I really want to make sure that those are that I'm accurate in what I'm writing about in in those pieces. So those those take a lot more time. Um, so yeah, so I would love to to finish that someday. I will. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, oh gosh, what else? Like I said, I've got like there's always something. You know, if I run if I feel like I'm running out of something, I have all these drafts in my WordPress folder. I mean, I could just <laughs> pick anything. Of course, I can always and sometimes I try to remind myself, I'm like, you know, you can always just pick an episode and you can just focus on the fashion. You don't have to get so like researchy. <laughs> but you and, have a wide range, which is, which is, I think also what makes your blog so interesting and so good is because you do just focus on the fashion sometimes. And obviously we've talked about, you know, places where that can come up and it can be this like scholarly sort of um, explanation or plot device, but also sometimes they're just wearing really cool or weird stuff. And I love that, like, totally. you don't have to decide that. Um, when you were talking about Blanche, I, it strikes me that Blanche and fashion as a concept are both kind of, I think, initially thought of as sort of vapid or shallow and they're not, right? Like they both have all of these layers and all of this <laughs> background. And it's interesting that those are the two you know, that Blanche is the one that sticks out for you as the, the most interesting character. And you've done this whole, um, you've carved out this whole niche of the internet for yourself of, of the fashion, because I think that they're very, very similar. And I agree. I think Blanche's character development and her um, damage, for lack of a better term, kind of guides, like, plays a bigger role in the series than anyone else's. Maybe except for <laughs> Rose's, but but largely I think Blanche's is all very personal. So I, I really enjoy watching her and talking about her as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. I just think she's, um, yeah, I just feel like she's the most interesting as far as her relationships with her family. Yeah, it's like obviously, you know, there's Rose and Charlie, you know, and of course there's um, Dorothy and, and, and Stan, but those, I feel like those relationships are kind of, they're, they're fairly static. I'm obviously with Charlie. Um, but, uh, yeah, but like with Blanche, yeah, we really see her, um, have that development with her, with her, with her children, um, and just sort of the things that, the things that she goes through and, and learns, you know, like with her brother and things like that, um, in her life. Yeah, there's just, um, yeah, for me, it, it's her, her development is just a lot. It's, it's, it's not as kind of static as, 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 as the other girls. It's like, I guess she was sort of the character that was used for more for like exploring um, those kinds of issues. Yeah. I love that. I love that the, the idea of, you know, take a second look, fashion is more than just fashion <laughs> and take a yeah. second look. Blanche Chevreau is not just a slut. <laughs> yeah. But I also <laughs> love what you said, um, what you said, Lauren, about, you know, sometimes fashion just is fashion. And that, that that's kind of what the, the gowns post that I'm, that I'm working on is, yeah, it's kind of just about here's some really cool clothes they wore in these episodes. And then some, something that I will do in a, in a few months. And this is again, a post that I, I thought of last year and I just haven't um 
you know, just haven't gotten to like until this year, or, you know, when you, when you have, when you have a baby and you don't have a governess to call for, <laughs> you don't have as much time. And even, even that is a pain in the ass I hear, you know, <laughs> it's it's to go all the way downstairs. I know it's a lot. Um, uh, yeah, but so in, in a few months, um, I will try to get, um, posted. I had the idea to do the wedding fashions of the golden girls because obviously everybody talks about Dorothy's wedding dress, a toilet paper dress, <laughs> a toilet paper dress, but there are lots of other wedding fashions on the dress. Of course, as early as totally um, the first season when Rose was going to get married in her dream sequence, she has on a dress. Um, the, there are some other instances where there are bridesmaids dresses, of course, when Sophia was going to get married. So there, there are, there is a lot, and yeah. And like, once I started kind of connecting it to those things, I was like, well, okay, this was going to be, I thought this was going to be just a fun little post, but now, there, now there's more, now that I'm remembering, there's more wedding fashions than I thought. Um, but again, but that's just another, I'm in that post, I'm, I'm not going to try to make, you know, any kind of larger point about their marriages or anything like that it's just you know talking about here are um here's the wedding fashions that they wore um you know here's kind of what what i like what i don't like about them um you know of course also going back to the first episode when when blanche was going to marry harry marry um, harry marry yes her <laughs> wedding dress in that episode so so yeah so everybody always you know harps on Dorothy's wedding dress, but there is there there are so many more other wedding fashions on the show that that can be um, that can be highlighted and and talked about. So so that that's in the works too. Just like you said, it's just you know one thread and you pull at this show, and there's just so much more that yes. you didn't even consider. You know that you can yeah. write about and be scholarly about. Right. Well, or even yeah, or it's it. like I said, even if you don't feel like being scholarly, it's like I could certainly just. If it's I just wanted fun. To. Yeah. If, yeah, it's just fun. If yeah, if I wanted to, I could, you know, I could go down the path of doing every episode, but I don't, I do not have that kind of time. I don't have that. Um, I don't want to do, I, I don't want to write about it in that, in that way. I'd rather focus on um, episodes that I like or moments that, um, that stand out to me. But yeah, I mean, there's, there, there's always something that, that you can find in this show to, to write about or to consider. Um, and it's just, um, I think it's, I think that's somewhat, that's some, you know, it was some, it's somewhat on purpose as far as the reason why the show was created that, you know, Susan Harris talks about that we've, that we've talked about too. Um, but I think it's, some of it is just, um, it's, it's, it's just a unique, show and I, well and I guess I was thinking about it earlier I was like you know in a lot of ways like the each of the women they're playing characters but they're also kind of just playing themselves to a large extent um and so I think that is something that that helps a lot too um it just it just it just seems so everything seems so natural even when it's a little over the top uh and you just you just connect with it in that way a very astute assessment of the show i think and it, it all seems so natural even when it is wildly over the top um but that and that works for the fashion too so um okay well we have a lot to look forward to claire you just laid out a lot of posts that we and our listeners will be waiting for again golden girls fashion corner thank you so much for being here this was so much fun i'm, I'm so happy that i finally got to talk to you guys I, I i love your website i think what what you all do is great and you always um you always surprise me with what you all come up with too so thank you so much hey the meeting the meeting of minds that's what uh that's what <laughs> you know, scholarship and the Golden Girls are all about. Yes, exactly, exactly. All right, everybody, go to goldengirlsfashion.com uh, for all your fashion and scholarly and fun needs as we've outlined on this podcast. Thanks again, Claire. And uh, we'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.